Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Flair, a little style, Dovey, dipping deep into the uh, into the musical addles here. Nice. No fine for you. No fine for you. No soup for you. 1102 on the Fantastic Interior. So, as we dissect this Nets mess, uh, there's some other names out there. I just was reading during the break here that uh, Mikael Bridges, obviously now a net, is garnering a lot of interest uh, from other teams around the NBA. Maybe the Grizzlies, uh, some teams who think that they can make, uh, you know, if he's maybe a missing piece, which I think he could be for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's funny, though? Because you asked me before, like, and I want to transition a little bit here to the Knicks with Josh Hart and maybe something bigger today. You asked me, like, all right, who who are the Knicks, right? Where are they really going? Mm-hmm. They're not a championship team, and nobody's here to present anything that's not accurate. The Knicks are no, they're miles from a championship, nowhere near it, all right? But you know what the Knicks are? For the first time... What's that? The, I'm going to say, for the first time, maybe... Five times this century, the Knicks have been both competitive and fiscally responsible. Now, the Barrett contract, that's not going to be a good one. Now, I'm on the record. Mm -hmm. But for years, and you go back to, and and Knicks fans, you know this, the Eddie Curry stuff and all the other bad deals that they had, uh, just desperate acquisitions, trying to change perception that went nowhere. Right now, the Knicks are 21st in payroll. They're 15th in payroll next season. And by the way, in 2024, 2025, when you still have a Randall contract that some don't like, and obviously Barrett and Brunson, they are 21st in payroll. So the Knicks have shown great restraint in how they spend their money. They've collected assets fairly well. Now, eventually, you got to use them. 
Uh, and listen, I'm not mm-hmm. here to absolve Leon of any wrongdoing because I don't think that his, his, real, his asset management's been particularly good. You gave up a first round to get Cam Reddish, then you got to give up a first round to get rid of Cam Reddish. Like, I, I, can, I can do the dance <laughs> both ways. But the Knicks are at least in a position that they're never in. They're competitive and they got money. Which is. And they have assets. Which is a. But I think the frustration. I'm not frustrated. As many times already with 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 the Knicks. Well, I'm not, not frustrated. This season, you're not. But no. I think in general, it is. You have all of these assets. What are you doing with them? You have all of these draft picks. What are you doing with them? And so it, it just feels like you're just. They're just waiting for something and we don't know the plan. So if there's frustration, that's what it is. But it's an entertaining product. It's, there, there's no, I don't think there's an elevated expectation. And this is the difference between the Nets and the Knicks is that with KD and Kyrie and even Durant and, I mean, uh, with um, uh, Harden and now even Ben Simmons, the expectation gets elevated. But if you're the Knicks, the expectation is not elevated. You just want a good product on the, on the court every night. And right now, you're getting that. So you're satisfied without having to think that you can win a championship. That's the difference between the Nets and the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, you look at, uh, just to dive a little bit deeper into the finances, like right now the Lakers, for this year, Lakers have the seventh highest payroll. They're going nowhere. Um, Atlanta has the 11th highest payroll. They're going nowhere. Portland's got the 12th highest payroll. They're in purgatory. The Wizards, 13th. They stink. Chicago, 14th. They stink. You know, you've got to get down again to 21st on the list. That's where the Knicks are in payroll, and they're highly competitive. So... I'm not saying I'm fully satisfied. I'd love to win a championship one of these years, one of these decades. But uh, I, I think there's a little bit of um, uh, unfair uh, or skewed analysis uh, when it comes to the Knicks where some of the other teams that really led to true frustration, it bleeds into the commentary with this team. That's what I think. I like this team. I do. 877 What's not to like? Look, they what? win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they give you they chance. They win sometimes. Yeah, give you a chance. Yeah. Let's get uh, Anthony on Long Island as we get back to you. What's up, Anthony? How are you today? Hey, BT and Tiki. Thanks for taking the call. Okay, you got it, buddy. Pleasure, What's man. Happening? What's up? Nothing much. Uh, just on the Knicks side of it, um, BT, you kind of took some of my uh, thunder. Uh, but Oh, uh, I, know, uh, I, know, uh, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Got to hand out the warning. It's okay. Keep going. But I definitely, <laughs> I'm totally on the same page as you. I'm trading Barrett. I'm trading Toppin. I'm trading five first-rounders. I'm calling Toronto. I'm like, hey, here's the prodigal son of Canada. Great marketing for you guys. You guys could take them. You guys could make a boatload of money off of them. Just give me Siakam and OG, and let's roll. And I guarantee you, we go, not saying to the finals, but we get pretty close to the to the Eastern Conference Finals with that, with that starting five. Hey, you want both of them. That's I mean, I'm just, I'll take one of them. Both of them, I'll, huh? Go I for give it. I, I give them five first rounders. Okay. I give them I give them Toppin and RJ. Enough with the picks. I know we've talked in the past about getting more assets, but this is the time to pounce. Pounce now. The yeah. Eastern Conference is not that amazing. I mean, Giannis is, Giannis is always going to be a problem, and the two kids up in Boston are always going to be a problem. But if you get a, a three and D wing guy in OG, he can guard anybody, and this finally gives tips a team that could play defense and rebound. Yeah. And look how much better your bench gets. Grimes goes to the bench. You still keep IQ. You got Mitch starting or even Mitch off the bench, whatever you want to do. But 
the Knicks need to pounce today. They need to make I that I think trade. they're trying to. I, I do. I really do. And, you know, if you're Toronto, now I don't know what Siakam really thinks about Toronto. I know it's a first-rate organization. They're well-run. Their jam's fantastic. Their fan base is vibrant. Uh, Toronto's a world-class city, as you well know, Tiki. But, like, Siakam, mm-hmm. his contract is up after next year. And then uh, OG Adenobi, his he's got a player option after, uh, he has a player option for the 2024-2025 season. So you've got to look at this from Toronto's point of view. Yeah, they could always attack this during the summer, as some people espoused on the Durant situation, while the Nets maybe would have gotten more over the summer. Uh, maybe. Or draft night. Maybe. But I I would be, I don't again, stunned as, I'd be really surprised if one of those players in Toronto was not dealt. Not necessarily here. But I, you just mm-hmm. you feel like they've got to deal one of them, got to. Yeah, because it doesn't. I mean, they had some momentum for a couple of years after the championship, and now it, yep. it feels. I don't know. It feels it feels stagnant up there. Well, they could justify it because know. they got a championship. That's the justification. No, you're right. We got your championship. Right. Now we're going to reset. Yeah, let's 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 rein in the expectation. I know you guys are championship or bust every year. That's not who they are. It's not who they're ever going to be. No, oh, it's amazing. So Teague's out at the Super Bowl, right? And I've heard a lot mm-hmm. of people say. There's no, there's no buzz with the Super Bowl. There's no juice. Uh, I'm, I can't wait for this game, and and we'll really hit it all day tomorrow and a little later today as well. Like I think the quarterback matchups fascinating. Andy Reid versus Philly fascinating. I mean, all these things are fascinating. But the NBA has pushed football to the side. <laughs> it depends on what market you're in. Um, you know, it's interesting because out here, obviously, it's it, we're in, I'm in Arizona, Phoenix. People are talking about Kevin Durant. Right, they're not necessarily talking about the Super Bowl and the waste management open. They're talking about Kevin Durant, how this team needs to win now, and they're excited about the new owner. They're hoping Chris Paul has, you know, got something left in the tank, and that Devin Booker figures it out. Like they're actually talking about KD. So to an extent, you're not wrong, um, but ultimately, it's going to be a football ruled weekend. We know that's a fact. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Nobody's here to say otherwise. But like leading up to it. Yeah, I listen. The first couple of days, that's why I'm I'm not even mad that we're not there. Like it used to be fun when we used to go because we were the national, mm-hmm. a different slant. But I don't know, man. To go to Radio Row for the first three days and try to, uh, uh, you know, and if 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 you get manufacture energy, yes, yes, yeah, yes. That's what I was. Yeah, hundred percent. Like manufacture this hype for the game. Uh, it's ugh. That's why I think you know I, I know I know Boomer's sick today, but I think Boomer and Gio have done a great job doing their show, doing their yeah. show out there. Because they're out there when there's nobody yeah. at the at the convention center. There's like nobody there, so yeah. you really have to make up the energy. But look, they, they do a good job. I remember getting tired of just asking these guys coming on, "What are you pitching?" Oh, gosh. And then, who do you think's gonna win? Knowing good and damn well they don't care who's winning. No, they really don't. I mean, maybe if they have a family member or a relative or a friend on the on the other team, they'll there's some energy. It's they they didn't care. Nobody cares. You're not playing in the game. Why the hell do you care who wins? Yeah, uh, did you see? Did you see the stuff with Geo and Kay Adams? You see that? Well, the where he she grabbed his man boob as he calls it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's hysterical. They, they they make the they make bits out of everything. Well, it, you know, yeah, I I think she was pissed because then there was video the next day, and I if I I, I think I saw the right one. He was trying to talk to her. She just kept stomping away, stomping <laughs> away angrily, like you can hear the boots hitting the floor in the uh, in the convention center. Oh my God. And that poor Boomer's throwing up, and he got food poisoning. Oh, man. What's going on? All sorts of stuff happening. 
Let's get uh, how uh, don't. What did you say in my ear? I'm sorry. Wow. I just asked if Tiki cares more than the players he's interviewing about the Super Bowl. If Tiki, but he's not in. He's not interviewing any players. You mean oh, you back, mean back then back, when well, we used to go? Um, don't. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I don't. I don't know if I cared more than the guys we were interviewing. I don't think you did. I think I. I don't think I did either. <laughs> I don't think I did either. I was just like, whatever. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. It, it, it was never a local team. So when we were. So this this year you have nothing. You have Andy Reid against his old team. Yeah, no, though we know the storylines. We're, we're pumped for the game. I'm just saying, leading up to yeah. the game. I'm just saying, leading up to the game. There's not a whole lot. Oh, of the storylines are interesting. Oh, but T, we were out there for yeah. the Giants because I remember talking a deal in Indianapolis. Remember, deal was on the podium. We went to Indy. Yeah, dude. Jesus, guy remembers nothing. It's amazing. He's brilliant, but he forgets what we've done together. Yes. We went to I Indy. I just don't remember Indy. Oh, my I don't know God. why. I don't remember Indy. That's what we talked to Coldwell. It's Come on. Like it. okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Come on, that's right. That's right. <laughs> there you go. That we was him, firing. We asked him what was going to – what, we asked him what the game plan was. Yes. He's like, give it to Ray Rice. Come on. Come on, Synapse. That's Fire. Right. We were Fire. The st- Fire. The, yeah, we, we were sitting in the stands at, yeah. the, uh, at yeah. the at the Lucas Oil Stadium. Yes. Talking to Jim Caldwell. Well, that's I what I would – What's that? It was great. Now we got a little delay there. I said so I like Jim. I Jim was great. Yep. Uh, let's get Scott and, and he's Tad over. What's going on, Scotty? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen, and happy Junior Friday before the Super Bowl. Hey, um, I have no dog in the fight <laughs> here in terms of teams. The Knicks, the Knicks are my team. But, you know, these prima donna crybabies and prima donna with quotation marks are diluting, diluting the product. You know, I saw it years ago with the Philadelphia Eagles – they got these defensive backs to put together a super team. These, these players have no identity. They jump from team to team. You know, when you say Tiki Barber, New York Giants, when you say Willis Reed, New York Knicks, these players are diluting the product just until they find a home. And, and it really hurts the young, young fan that's growing up. It really does. Again, I, I don't have – and I'm not a Nets fan, but it's like a hamster on a, on a wheel. It's just around and round and round. And, again, it's, you know, we all know it's about money is the bottom line. And it's just horrible to watch it happen and, you know, unravel. I, mean, I know you guys may feel the same way or not. I want to get your take on that. They're prima donnas. Uh, I, I think um, I think the NBA has a serious competitive issue. I really do. I just think the way yeah, it's, know. It, you know, the way it's set up, uh, not, not necessarily the rules, but – you know, the, the embracement of, of load management and, you know, all the things that we got. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just get on the air and keep complaining because I do watch the NBA every night, at least when the Knicks are playing. And I'll parachute in on the Nets, obviously. But, you know, I, the one thing that I would challenge you on there, Scott, is I don't really feel bad for the younger generation because they don't know what they didn't have. Like, this might be amazing to them. They, you can't lament well, what you it's never also had. Be- and I think the kids that are watching that he's talking about, they've also grown up knowing the individual, not the team, right? It's more it's more about the star than it is about the Knicks or the Nets or whoever, whatever team you're talking about. So it's it's just a different, I think, understanding of fandom 
when you're from the younger generation than like than than how we grew up watching. Well, it's interesting because I told you I used to go to a lot of Nick games um, as as a kid, and I still to this day I don't even know how my dad got these tickets. We weren't not, we were swimming in in you know we weren't rich that's for sure, but he took me to a lot of games, and and it was awesome. And I remember. You know, before the refurbished the guard. This is, you know, mid-80s. Ewing just drafted. I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm 10, 11 years old, whatever I am. And I remember seeing, and I, I looked forward to it, uh, on one of the other scoreboards on the other side of the arena where we generally sat. So we usually sat behind a basket and then a little bit up. Would say, you know, coming up, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, January 21st, and so on and so forth. And, and, like, I couldn't wait to see the advertisements of the next games because I had an immediate identification. Oh, maybe Dad will take me to see Dominique and Spud Webb. Oh, Warrior, oh, my boy Mullen's coming in. Maybe Dad will take me to see Mully. You know, I wasn't even really even thinking run TMC, but I was certainly thinking Chris Mullen with the Warriors for their long trip to the Garden. Or the Celtics. Oh, maybe I get to see Bird. So I, pro- I did process it on, I want to say a national level, but it wasn't just isolated to the Knicks. But the Knicks are the only thing that really brought me enjoyment. I never had another jersey. I did have a lot of Jordan gear, to be fair. Always had the kicks. Always had the logo. I had the Jordan stuff. But I was all nicked out. I, you know, I that's and I. Most of my buddies were the same way. It's changed. And to say that it's, it's, it's an abject failure. I don't know if it's bad. No, that's what I was saying. I, I'm, I'm stopping short of that because what was good for my, for our generation is. Not necessarily good for this one. So I want to keep that perspective. I loved it, though. I loved the way we grew up. I've always said that. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's just a different presentation. It's a different way that you that you consume it. And if you follow a guy as opposed to a team, which there's nothing wrong with that either, especially because these guys now move around like crazy. You just never – again, we say this all the time with KD. Who is he? Like, what team are you associating Kevin Durant with when it's all said and done for him? Probably, to me, the Warriors because that's where he won championships, but – not even because that wasn't even his team. So where is he? He's not a bad. I, I that's think for more sure. Thunder in maybe, a weird way. Maybe Thunder. I, th- I think more really? Thunder. But, I mean, think about it. I know. It. I know. If he, play, if he plays fifteen, if he plays fifteen years, and that was the first what eight, seven or are eight. We really saying he's the Thunder? I don't know. I'm not saying it's yeah, a perfect answer, know. but it's it might be as good as you get. Because think about this. You think about Warriors. Even though KD won MVPs and champ, you're the championship. Who was the? It was Curry's team. It's Curry's team, yeah. you know. So it's it's it an was. odd fit. I, I you know, Teak. I think you you I think you just view him as one of the greatest scorers of all time, almost independent of logo, team logo. That is not NBA yes. logo. You know what I'm and saying? Now, and now he's a, and now he's the son. And now he's the son. And <laughs> yeah, so yeah. who knows what happens there? What if he wins a championship in Phoenix? And all of a sudden it's like, all right, now we really are confused. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's interesting. Vinny's in White Call. Vinny is on the fan with Teak and Tierney. What up, Vin? Hey, uh, good afternoon, guys. Um, so I've been listening back and forth. You guys are passive-aggressive with the Knicks. I'm going crazy. One minute you're saying, ah, they're not a team. Then the next minute you love what they're doing. Well, about, that's Tiki. But I love that. I, I uh, go after Tiki. I, I know. I, know. I, I, I agree. 100%. All right, well, um, go for it. Uh, I just got a Twitter feed. So you agree with me or you disagree with me? No, I just, oh. I kind of disagree with you, Tiki. Um, maybe because All I'm right. a fan and I'm being too loyal. But um, they're looking at this guy, Bogdanovich, from Detroit, and they're not saying what we, we would offer. I just want to get your feelings on that. Now, that fills one of the two roster spots open, and I'm going to listen after I hang up here. But uh, uh, what do you think uh, about uh, bringing uh, Carmelo uh, back? Uh-uh. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Did you oh, say God. Carmelo back? Carmelo. 
Yes, he did say uh, Carmelo. Yeah, come on, Vinny. For what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, fill that last roster spot. Oh, dude. I mean, Vinny, okay, yeah. let, let, rather than be a jerk to you, what is he going to bring to the table, man? What's he going to bring? Well, you you got leadership. Who's the leader of that team? Where, where do you ever Brunson? lead the Knicks before? Randall? Where do you ever lead the Knicks before? When he, first of all, Brunson's the leader. Where where did he ever lead the Knicks before when he was in his prime? Nowhere. You gonna lead him now when it's done? Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean where did he lead him? Didn't didn't he win the last playoff game? Dude, the Knicks were basically an abject failure with Carmelo Anthony. Did we not watch the same team? They were horrible. Okay, how except many, one or two years. How many coaches? How many coaches did he have when he was there? How many coaches? How many coaches? How, how many coaches he did he get? Five, how many coaches he did he get? How many coaches did he get fired because he wasn't in great shape or he didn't pass? Come on, man. That's not true. Okay, we disagree. I respect the, he the was disagreement. Always, he was always in shape. No, he wasn't. That I have to really disagree with you on. That's not true. Oh, come on. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Where we go? Look at the NBA today. What? Come- but Carmelo's done. What? I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't sit here and say Carmelo is the answer for the Knicks. Like, what, th- that may feel good just because you like him, but I don't think that's the answer. Come on, the and Bogdanovich is, is. By the way, he's thirty. I mean, I don't. What's what's he bringing to you? Shooting twelve points a game, fifteen points a game. Yeah, yeah. But do you really need it? Yeah, you can always use shooting. Mm. I know the is Knicks are. They're kicking the tires. And listen, forget it. Listen, he's a good player, but he hasn't moved the needle to a champ. No, everybody knows that's that. That's, that's, what, that's what I mean. Man, I mean, you know, I, I've been accused of being unfair to Carmelo in the past, but let's not revisit or recreate, more importantly, more directly, w- what he did here. What did he do? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm legitimately he, asking Nick Fitt, what did he do? What did he do? He didn't elevate the franchise anywhere meaningful. Never got to the Eastern Conference Finals. The last good chance that we had to be awesome, he got stuffed at the rim by Roy Hibbert with the pay. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the wise and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I mean, come on. Do people forget how much we used to complain about Carmelo's indifference to defense and ball stopping? Jab, step, pump, fake, hold, jab, step, pump, up, six to shoot. Carmelo, a little long, back iron, no good. Here come the heat with the rebound. I mean, come on. I mean, yes, he scored. And yes, he was fun for a couple of years. That's it. What did he do? He didn't change anything. My goodness. I don't know, Tiki. I don't know. Getting ornery. <laughs> I could tell. Carmelo. No, Carmelo no, because that's, you know, I, listen, I've had this Carmelo, you know, for lack of a better description, battle. I have waged this uh, this battle with Nick fans. Some agree, some don't, and and I always respect the different opinion. I, I do, but when it's so far from what actually transpired, I got to call you on it. I mean, we complain more about Carmelo than we lavished him with praise if you actually know basketball back in real time. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, 1129 back on The Fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. Tiki's out in Arizona. I'm back in our studio here in New York City. I mean, there's very little that gets me worked up, probably outside of the Jets quarterback stuff. I don't mean with Rodgers. I mean historically. For some reason, the revisionist history that is applied to Carmelo Anthony's run here. It just bothers me. It bothers me. Now, the one good year that they had, right? And this was a fun year. I'm, I'm not here to say it wasn't. Fun year. They go 54 and 28. That was 2012. Now, he didn't really have to lead. He was a really good player that year. But you had Jay Kidd. You had uh, Rashid Wallace. You had Kmart there. The other seasons, T, just listen. And you tell me if this sounds like he really did anything here. 42 and 40. 36 and 30, <laughs> 37 and 45, 17 and 65, 32 and 50, 31 and 51. I mean, come on. Yeah, was he was he the top PER guy all those years or was there you know what I mean? No, I know what you're saying. Like, Tyson, so was he was shit. he their best player? Well, I find this, that's a good question. Uh listen, he was certainly their best offensive player. Nobody's here to suggest otherwise, but you know how you go to whether it's baseball reference or basketball reference and at the top of the and you're there for the giant like wind shares uh, cumulative yeah, they for call career. It AV. What do they call? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on, I want to actually value. I think it is for the NFL. Yeah, I what the actual uh, metric is because I think it's something to base baseball. With. It's war, right? Wind share, whatever it is. Hold on, I'm trying to pop something up. And I actually was willing to give him like a little more credit uh, when I went to to look up something statistically. I just kind of perused the top, and I'm like, well, let me see where Carmelo is on that list there. And let's see. You got Ewing number one, got Clyde Frazier number two, you got Willis Reed number three, 
Harry Gallatin, old-timer, but great. Four. All makes sense. Yep. Charles Oakley, a little higher than I thought, number five. Uh, Carl Braun, great scorer, number six. Bill Cartwright, number seven. That surprises me. God. I mean, yeah. kind of forget that he was, you know. That surprises me. Kenny Sears, the old-timer. Richie Guerin. I think Richie played at Iona. Richie Guerin was an awesome scorer. Allen Houston, John Starks, and then Earl the Pearl Monroe, who they traded for, obviously from, from Baltimore to pair with Clyde. He's not even in the top 12. Hmm. Yeah. What does that tell you? Yeah, it tells you a lot. Yes. Because he's not, it's not like he was there for an insignificant amount of so It just tells you. It gets inflated. What his what his worth was? Yeah, and I, I I don't know. Maybe that was the beginning of where basketball players took on a different persona, uh, and and that resonated with younger fans, which I respect. I get that, and maybe that kind of elevates his profile. Maybe where it necessarily shouldn't where he didn't earn it to be, but it's it's not mm-hmm. what some people think they watch. That's that's just not it. Uh, let's get Alex. Oh, this guy, he always has something they wants to complain about. Big Nick fam in East Quag. What's up, Alex? How are you today, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, Tiki, put your feet up because I'm coming hard at Brandon on this one. Let's go. Um, okay. Nice. Um, All right. I'm chilling. Go ahead, Alex. It's been over a month since I got on. The last time we talked, we were talking about Brunson and Tibbs as usual. Let me just, I want to start with Randall because I agree with what Haas said a week ago or so about trading Randall at the, at the apex of his value. I kind of, I'm, and you know I'm a lifelong Knicks fan. I don't care if they tore this team down to start with, this, with the good young guys in Brunson that they have. I would still enjoy watching them. The, the difference is I, I would trade Randall for whatever I could get, and I'll tell you in a second why Randall is, is like Carmelo Anthony to me. And by the way, Brandon, the only thing I ever agree with you on is the Carmelo Anthony. So <laughs> okay, it's, go ahead. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Um, first of all, with, with Randall, what bugs me about Randall, and then I just want to get on the tabs and I'll call it. Go ahead. Okay. With this, the press has been spoon-fed this pablum from the garden about – Oh, you know, he's, he's, his mentally, he's really got it together this year. And last year he, he knew he, he did wrong. And now it's all about the team. I'm in a much better place. Every single game I watch, including the last one, he thinks he's LeBron James. If he misses a shot or throws the ball away, it's somebody else's fault. He's ranting at the refs nonstop. He got another technical the other day. And the reason why is because he takes after his baby and coach because Tibbs spends the entire game running up and down the sideline on every play, waving his arms like a Sikorsky helicopter because he thinks the Knicks get fouled on every single play. And, Rand, and Randall takes after him, and I just, I've had enough of that. You know what? If he, if, if he was like, well, I wasn't in a good place last year, well, then he abandoned the team and he abandoned the fans last year, and suddenly he's this Mr. New Nice Guy because of his meditation or he, whatever. I don't buy that. He's, he's a phenomenal player. His rebounding is phenomenal. He's ferocious. Yep. You know, he's a, he's a really good scorer. I just don't take that personality thing that just kind of turns me off. And ultimately, he's going to get called for a couple of technicals again, even uh-huh. though he gave, an, he gave an interview a month ago. Oh, I, I know I can't let my team down. That's not going to happen again. Well, it almost happened the other night. So I would trade for, for some massive assets from him. I would be happy to see the young guys and led by Brunson on this team Grow a little for down the road, but what's going to have to come with that is. Let this. me let me ask you something real quick. You think Jay, you think R.J. Barrett's ever going to be as good as Randall? That impactful I, ever? I do not. Okay, I do not. So then trade okay. Barrett. 
I, I, I'm into trading Barrett. I, I guess I'm into trading Barrett, too. I just think you get a hell of a return on Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then you'd have to be in the mindset to say, okay, I'm going to, like the Nets are doing, maybe not that stripped down, but I, I'm, I'm happy to still root for the team and let them grow organically together. Now, here's, here's the other yeah, part. And by the way, Alex, I don't staunchly oppose that. I, I don't think we're that dissimilar. Uh, maybe I, I like uh, Tibbs a little bit more than you. I'm not. Well, that's ma- where I'm, I'm going. I'm not, oh, but I'm not married to Randall as this foundation fortifier. You're not going to win a championship with him being the second best player on the team. I grant oh, I, you I that. Appreciate, I appreciate hearing that. And by the way, another reason why the Knicks have the or like, hey, look how good they're doing with the 25th or 23rd lowest payroll is because no free agent superstar or or plus star. Yeah. Or, or no free or no plus star with a no trade contract is going to come to play under tips and yeah but no hold on now you're being unfair because no no no, 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 this is alex this is important i'll tell you why this is very important because there have been a bevy of stars i mean difference making stars and tibbs wasn't the coach and they still didn't come here but that didn't prevent different administrations that ran the knicks from drilling the finances into the ground Listen, there's one thing. When you do this every day, you got to be fair. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago when we were lamenting together about how poorly run the Knicks were. They had the highest payroll. They had nobody that you loved watching. They were going nowhere. They're in a different place. I just choose to acknowledge that. I also acknowledge they're not going to win right now. But at least I'm enjoying the ride, the incremental growth the attention to detail, the professionalism. The Knicks are at least a, a team that I'm proud of again. I'm proud of being a Knicks fan. Well, I think the other thing, the other thing that you can't we we don't know this, but we've often we've often talked BT about how much money there is to be lost by being in New York, and it's taxes, and it's 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 the cost of living, it's all these things. You, we talk about like Tibbs. I don't think it's Tibbs per se. Maybe it is for some of these guys that want to be coddled and have this country club type feel, you know, in the clubhouse and on the travel and all of those type of things. But I think I think it's bigger than than the coach. I think it's the environment that that has become New York sports and like the criticism that you're good is going to be levied on you. Then the taxes you're going to have to pay, you know, sending your kids to private school, like all these other things. I mean, I mean, they got to do that anyways, simply because of who they are. But but you know what I mean? I do. It's I expensive. Do. It all adds to be up here. To it's not it's not it's just not like super appealing, especially when it doesn't matter for them where they're playing to make the money that they're going to make. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's no, it's no longer a loyalty thing. Like I got drafted by this team. I'm going to spend my whole career here. Nobody, nobody in the NBA cares about that anymore. That, 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 those days are gone. You know, maybe there's a, there's a, there's a, an outlier there, like uh, Giannis potentially. Like, uh-huh. I can see him spending his whole Steph, career Steph. In, in Milwaukee. Steph spending his whole career out in, in Golden State, but there's very, very few of them yeah. that are going to be on the team that they started with. And I'm not even talking about the superstar. I'm talking about the plus player that he was just talking about. Yeah, like, those guys are even going to be bouncing around all over the place. I it's think just, you're right. It's, it's, it's just it's different. The circumstances are different. The money is different. The ta- like the tax implications are different. And loyalty, lack of loyalty, is the biggest thing. I think you lay that out well. I, I can't refute any of that stuff. We have a mic, and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. A 
right, Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. We've got all in coming up in 15 minutes. Tiki, I want to run something by you. I don't, don't want to get too into the weeds on this. I don't think it's a great radio topic because it's there's a lot of numbers and whatever. I got to at least get your thought on this. You see the story with Russell Wilson and the charitable uh, activities, the investigation? Yeah, yeah I did. All right, yeah, let, that's let, a lot of uh, overhead. Yeah, let, let me just briefly set this up, and I know you have a lot of experience with charities. I want to get your thoughts on this. So USA Today had an investigation, and they found that Wilson's organization reported that it spent roughly $0.24 cents on every dollar on charitable activities in 2020 and 2021 uh, and combined uh, nearly twice as much on salaries and employee benefits. Uh, as I read here, Form 990 federal tax returns from the nonprofit's inception through 2021 show it reported $7.5 million in revenue and $7 million in expenses during its first eight years of existence. Less than half the money, uh, roughly $3 million or just about $0.40 cents of every dollar spent, has actually gone to the charitable endeavors, uh, all those grants to other nonprofits. So the rest of the money, which is almost a little more than $4 million, is more um, uh, earmarked for fundraising, administrative, management expenses, and um, salaries of the three employees. This, this doesn't sound good. Well, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know enough about it to fully opine, but, yeah, I have had a lot of uh, charitable endeavors. I've been on a bunch of boards, including the Robin Hood Foundation, where, where you get the, the best practices of charitable organizations, which is you, you, you start a foundation, you populate the board with great individuals who have a lot of money, so, and then they underwrite all of the expenses. Therefore, every dollar raised uh, like for instance, in Robin Hood, they have these big, you know, foundation dinners. They make they raise, I don't know, fifty million dollars, seventy million dollars in a night. Mm-hmm. Seventy million dollars goes to all of their pro- programmatic endeavors. Yep, because every expense is underwritten. And so for Russ, it's a bad look because of what he makes. Right, he makes fifty million dollars a year or whatever it is. And so the fact that he or his board are not underwriting more of these expenses. And using the donations as the as the as a way to, to pay the expenses, mm-hmm. it just it, it rings of bad hollow practices. It's not illegal by any means. It's just a bad look. Yeah. Um, now maybe maybe he set up a charity. He thought it would be a good idea. And it's not like he's do. I don't. It sounds like he's not doing things specifically. Like he's not uh, directly investing in programs. He's de- investing in other charities that are then investing in in other programs so it becomes like this tier of influence um it just it just rings of, of bad press it's it's nothing bad about it per se it's just it's just not great practices yeah right? I, if russ, russ you should use his influence to hire a board that will underwrite all of the expenses as opposed to using it as a salary generator for whoever is running that charity for him yeah i mean obviously again it's yeah it, it's not criminal but it does underscore the perception that he's just a phony. It's mm. not very yeah. authentic. Well, I mean, you know? I think in certain things that's true. I, I mean, I think his heart is in the right place. I, I know he's done some really good things and he uses his influence, you know, to, uh, you know, shine light on important, uh, you know, issues around the world, the country, you know, whatever. He does some things here in New York and, and I know he's been appreciated by that. Our friend Fran, uh, me and Tracy's friend Fran uh, Bowler from um, Haddad Brands, they do a uh, a thing with him as well. So I know his heart is in the right place, but 
you know, when it's perceived the way that it's going to be perceived because they do these investigations, he's going to get bad press out of it. You think he needs uh, to speak nothing... about this? Like, you know, obviously you can consult um, with your lawyer, but does this need to be addressed or? Well, I, if it's going to be addressed, it needs to be addressed in a practical way. Yeah. Like, how, how can we make this better? Like, how can we get closer to best practices in the philanthropic space as opposed to, you know, spending 23 whatever percent of our of our funds, which is a lot of money. 23 cents for every on, dollar. Yep. 23 percent. Yeah. Yep. Um, on on programs instead of like 70 percent on programs. Yeah. There's, there's there's ways to do it. He just needs to be better at it. I mean, if you're raising millions for charities and a lot of that money is going to salaries for the people who are supposed to be, you know, running the, the organization just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I mean, you raise money it's, for charity, not for your for your payroll. Come yeah, on, it's common but sense. But, but BT, a lot of charities are this way. No, I understand like, it's, that. It's, 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 I got it's, you. It's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. But he's been called on it now. Exactly. You don't know about the most, other ones. Most times we don't get called on it. Play, uh, organizations don't get called on it. There's, yeah. this, there's a lot of big-name charities that a lot of people know and will talk about that probably have worse overhead uh, costs and, and percentage of expenses than that. Mm -hmm. So it, it just is what it is. I got you. I just wanted to run it by. I saw that. I was reading it during the break there. All right, 877-337-6666. We've got All In coming up next. Nick in Haverstraw is on the fan. What's going on, Nick? Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? All's good, Nick. Hey, so I just have a quick comment about the Knicks. Um, I'm personally a big fan of Julius Randle. You know, I've been a big fan since he came into the league. It's not saying much considering I am a Lakers fan. Um, but I do think he can help this team win for the years to come. But they got to focus on getting somebody that they could give the ball in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line. And I think the perfect target, considering they have all of these assets stockpiled, is Shea Gilgis Alexander from o Oklahoma. He's one of them. He would say... He would fit right in with Brunson, yep. Julius Randle. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think Tibbs is the coach that would bring them to the championship, but it's not an impossible thing. If you have three players like that on your team. The, the Knicks, hey, Nick, thanks for the call. The Knicks are not <laughs> – like, they're, they're, there's a gap, and it's, and it's easy to identify the gap between the Knicks and the teams who really have a chance to win it, right? But if you now look at the East and put the Nets either on the Knicks level uh, with these moves a tick below, whatever, same neighborhood for sure. And we couldn't say that a week ago because the Nets had Kyrie and KD. And if they're healthy and we thought that they both would be by the playoffs, then they, they would stop the Knicks, right? But now the Nets suddenly are off the top, the top line. You look at the Sixers, you tell me the Knicks can't, like if they made, if the Knicks got Siakam, you can't beat the Sixers. You can't push the Bucks to a now the Celtics are different. Celtics are a problem. You can't push the Bucks to a deep series. Like I don't think the Knicks are that far away if they make the one right move. Well, I think that holds BT because there's not a ton of dominance. I mean, the Celtics become the closest in the East. But Milwaukee hasn't felt always dominant. Hell, the Knicks beat the 76ers yep. a couple yep. of nights ago. Yep. And so you're right. I mean, it's just not – there's no dominant team um, or, or dominant group of teams um, in the East or, or in the West. So it's why it makes it enticing – 
to maybe go do something this year if if the deal is to be made. Now, obviously, there's only what you know three hours left yeah. uh, before a deal can get done before the trade deadline is over. But it almost feels enticing enough. Yes, it's why the Suns did what they did. Right, right. It's it's why the Dallas Mavericks did what they did. Maybe it's desperate and it feels you know rash, but when it's wide open, why not? Yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, again, you know, the previous years it didn't make sense to make a trade because they were nowhere near being good enough to even you know dream about messing around and maybe upsetting somebody. But even if it's a move to get you past round one into round two and get these young guys experience as a as a unit. You can make the case it's worth it. I, I, I am really curious to see what the Knicks do. I re- and I've been saying that for a week or so. Teak, you know, there might be something out there for the Knicks. You know, Teak, I don't know if they're definitely going to make a move, but if they do, it could be interesting. And it might be. We'll see. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.